Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. St. Patrick's Day to you. Welcome to Collider Mailbag here on a Sunday. Why are we going to answer questions from you, the Collider fans? All right, I'm going to put that away. That was a terrible Irish oh, accent. Dear. But... Just straight out of the gate, Roka. I was like, oh. <laughs> You're going to come after me, come after me at the beginning, and then I'll, I'll win you back by the end of the show. But <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening or watching uh, today's edition of Collider Mailbag on a Sunday morning. Really appreciate you all taking the time to do that. And I super appreciate the one of my favorite people ever on the planet uh, and one of the most beautiful and incredibly unique people ever on the planet and someone who always puts a smile on my face the lovely gray drake is here how Thank are you, you gray i'm so excited to be here particularly on this very drunken lord's day yes like just what a perfect what perfect timing because this is helping delay my drinking oh just, just a, little, a bit. little bit okay and because i'm like kind of drunk right now but then like <laughs> later Super drunk. Super drunk. I really like to make phone calls to my family on this day, like oh, after I'm deep into the drunk. Wait, is your family Irish? Is that why you like to call them, or you just we, do it? we are? We're we're okay. super like we're. Oh God, I recently found out we're more French oh, oh. than I thought. Ooh, but I still oh, refuse to celebrate Bastille yeah, Day. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, Irish. We're like woo cabbage and all that, you know. But and so I like to drink. You woo the cabbage. We <laughs> Why not? All right, all right. I like to drink. I like to talk movies, and then I like to drink some more and drunk down my family. Nice. So that's my agenda for the day. So okay. Let's like get Good. to it. We got. Let's get to it. That's right. And you know, these questions come for you from you, the fans, which we so appreciate, and they're so extensive and interesting and fun. We had a raft of questions to choose from this week. It was tough to pare it down to just five for today, but so appreciate you all sending. Remember, when you send them in, we put our calls out on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Remember that hashtag Collider Mailbag. Add that to your tweet or your response on Instagram. Makes it easier for me to find it. Oh, but if you hate social media, you can also email us whenever you want. Do it at 2 in the morning. Do it at 7 in the, in the evening. Whatever. Something strikes you and you want to ask a question of us, send it in at mailbag at collider.com. I pour through all those as well to pick out some of the best ones. I think we picked five really good ones to discuss. Greg. Really good ones. And who knows which ones were written by people with pants on and oh, some without. Right. We don't know. They're all that good. That's a very good point. <laughs> 
Let's see. Let's go to our first one. It's an email from Mr. G Jr. It writes, hello, weekend crew. The box office receipts this year started me wondering if we have reached an inflection point for non-event type movies. The majority of this year has been pretty bad for movie receipts, but Captain Marvel, an event movie, outperformed. I'm wondering if the quality and amount of original content on the streaming service is conditioning the general public to watch non-event movies at home. I know for my family, we have started slotting movies for either Amazon video rental slash purchase or theaters. The rental bucket keeps getting bigger. With Disney Plus on the horizon, do you think we have reached a point where the movie-going decline will greatly accelerate? Thanks for all the great content, and have a great weekend. Gray. No, I do not believe that is the case. Okay. But we're only really going to know the answer to that after we see behaviors over the next, I think, probably two years. Okay. Because... I was looking deep into this to try and give like an actual informed answer. Yeah, uh, rating, uh, statistics and all that jazz. Anything that would help me, because the rest of my evidence is just anecdotal, right? Right. Because I'm like, God, I hope people don't stop going to the actual physical movies (laughs) the way that a movie is generally meant to be seen. Right. But what I discovered was that some of the studies that they've got going on right now actually show that movie going in the theaters is complementary to streaming. And so people, and so thank God there are some services out there now that make it a little more cost effective to go Mm. to films. Those people are the ones that are more likely to also stream content. Mm. And so it, it, the, right now there isn't a huge shift data wise. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's, this is, I think you make a great point, Greg. We're not there yet where we can make definitive decisions or judgments about the situation because a lot of these streaming services are still in their infancy to a degree yes of course netflix isn't but it has really blown up over the last two or three years yeah it's like to 20, take a market share 2016 is when the figures start to change and when the mm-hmm. conversation starts to become interesting yeah but there still is not any evidence that there's a real decline like but you can right. look at box office receipts but the problem is is that there's not a direct causality there mm-hmm. between uh, streaming and movie going. Right. It's also like the movies that were in yeah, theaters. That's a great, and that's the, I was just going to say that too. It depends on the, you can't make a direct correlation year to year because the quality of the films is not correlative year to year. Totally. It's totally different depending on what the studios are distributing and what the public's taste for these films are. We've seen it before. All of a sudden they love these kinds of films. Then a year later, nobody goes to see those kinds of films and it's something else completely. So You, you fickle know. you out there. <laughs> How dare you you not want to see everything in a sequel and a reboot (laughs) in subsequent years? But I think, you know, we're... I don't know how to say this. We're a society of hunter-gatherers. So, you know, people have, like, large video collections. People who are massive movie fans or even somewhat movie fans have large uh, uh, video collections or a good amount of video collections. That's what that um, streaming queue is for. It's like, yeah. say, I own this movie. I will watch it whenever I want to see it. It's just nice to know that it's there in my queue if I ever feel like watching it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it'll affect you going out to see the movies because... Those conversations are had at the water cooler by people who go to see these movies. So I think the Let's hope. movie going experience is it's not going down just yet. But I think on the horizon, certainly 10 years from now, the movie theaters will be a completely different experience and completely different landscape. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah. And it's like we have to start playing nice with streaming Steven Spielberg. Yes, we do. Et cetera, because it really is changing things, but it's mm-hmm. going to take a while to really see what it does. Right. But, you know, they like the, the theater owners, 
they have their work cut out for mm-hmm. them because mm-hmm. it's like safety, cost, right. behavior, like all of those factors are going to keep people out yeah. if the box office release window changes. Because right. like if all of a sudden studios are like, okay, we'll release it on Netflix the same day we put it in a theater. Right. Yikes. Yeah, and it's not a coincidence that refreshments prices have gone up (laughs) to counter these uh, uh, theaters being part of these programs that let you pay like a certain amount a month to go see a bunch of movies. All of a sudden, popcorn is like $9 or if a pretzel (laughs) is $7, you're like, Jesus. But you pay it because you want to be in the theater to maybe eat something and see the movie. I think that all will change over the next 10 years, piece by piece. i got to have something to stress eat. Right. This is me stress eating popcorn. (laughs) One time I was watching San Andreas and I was so stressed out. All I had in my purse were almonds. But I was in the WB screening room and there's so mean about eating in there. And the security guard comes up to me and he's like, ma'am, you have to please stop eating your almonds. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Not Just to derail. but uh, Let me have this, please. Please. All right. What's our uh, next question, Drake? All righty. From email, we've got Jason Georges who writes... I'm sorry if I mispronounced that last name, by the way. <laughs> hey, Collider team. It seems that despite some very misguided people's attempts to review bomb Captain Marvel on rating platforms such as Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, the fans still turned out in droves to give it one of the best Marvel opening weekends ever. <laughs> that was me adding that. My question is, if this proves that we don't need to worry as much as we do about trolls tanking a movie's success before it opens. It seemed like there was so much concern about how a negative RT score might affect the film's opening but clearly mass audience didn't get swayed. In the future, would it be better to just ignore trolls who try to review bomb movies like Captain Marvel and Black Panther so that they don't have the power of being in the media spotlight? I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Lots of love, Jason. Jason, it's a great idealistic point of view you have on this of ignoring the trolls. I think we would like to, and I think Rotten Tomatoes and other services are making it possible for us to not have to report about it because that's the thing. A lot of sites like us, we have to report that these things are happening just to have a conversation about it and then put it down and say, don't listen to it, that we think it's incorrect. But once these sites kind of make their adjustments, and I love that they're making their adjustments um, to not allow people to review bomb films before they even see them, I think we won't have to report on it as much. And this doesn't take away people who legitimately go see a film and don't like it. That is absolutely your right, and posting that review is absolutely your right. But if you're doing it before you even see the movie, then you are a problem, and you should be pushed out of the equation completely and we shouldn't have to report on it so hopefully as sites do this more and more we won't have to report on it and trolls will be irrelevant and they've been consistently irrelevant i think over the last few times jedi is a is a outlier i think captain marvel will be the rule going forward that if people want to see a movie they're going to go but don't care about review bombing or the scores at all what do absolutely you think, i agree on all counts let's ignore trolls forever <laughs> yay uh i think that one of the things uh that will help this is doing verified ticket purchase reviews that's a great point um it's in the works all over the place mm-hmm. because everybody gets that this is becoming a thing mm-hmm. that people like to spend their time just you know bombing something with a bad review before mm-hmm. it even comes out it's right. like, and i think that social media has illuminated this in every arena for us negative news has always gotten coverage it's not all just like a you know how the news ends with like a cute squirrel yeah yeah water skiing yeah and it's like you love that but that's like not the news right right? right. so i think that because as we become more aware of it as we put safeguards in place 
it's going to be a lot better yeah. for opening weekends because it's like, guys, the only reviews that you should be paying attention to before a movie comes out are the ones from the critics who saw the movie. Right. Once the movie opens, everyone can talk about mm-hmm. it. So we're getting closer to that. Yeah, and fans going to see the movie ahead of time, which some of these studios are catering. Look, the studios yeah. are catering this as well, bringing in people who are not necessarily recognized critics, but they are social media fans of your studio or of these properties. They're being uh, like DM'd or asked to come in and see these movies so they can issue their reviews online. I understand that. That's cool. That's, That's fine. Great. Right, exactly. It's the troll stuff where they didn't even see the movie and they jump on and start making these comments because of their uh, issues with social justice or their issues with uh, casting or their issues with whatever. Those are the things that you want to kind of move out of the equation because they shouldn't be part of the equation because they don't really actually reflect what people who've seen the movie think about the movie and that's what's important casting you can go on social media and have complaints about that go start a facebook group but on these review (laughs) sites it's not really where it should exist right and it won't (laughs) not until you see it there you go nobody watching does that i know that (laughs) and listening all right let's move on to our next question twitter uh it's from twitter it's at the basics guy he writes uh what film would you like to see remade as a Western? Just like Seven Samurai was remade in the Magnificent Seven. Uh, Gray Drake. Oh, man. I loved this question, and I thought mm-hmm. a lot about it. And I thought, well, first of all, we need, like, a remake of, like, something like High Noon or oh, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, I mean, Logan was kind of Shane, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, and it was great. It was So great. I was right. Thank <laughs> you, you so much, like Roka, for proving me. Correct. Um, and I think I was thinking about movies that weren't Westerns. I thought it would be really cool to give something like I Am Legend slash Omega Man. Yeah. The Western treatment. That is literally my first answer. Oh, God, that's yeah, awesome. I Am Legend as a Western, yeah. Oh, we're so in tune. It's, it's a great film. Oh, it's a good film, and I would like to see that as a Western, too. Yeah, and I think that you can introduce a lot of really cool elements, too, depending on who the bad guys are. Right. Um, that would be awesome. But also, I started to think about why I don't like Westerns primarily. Ooh. Just, like, not into the genre very much. I thought, like, Sisters Brothers was great last year. Yeah. It's not that they're not good. I just don't flock to them and get excited but i know yeah i know i'm talking to a guy who wears a cowboy hat like 80 percent of the time so i was born i was born in dallas relax (laughs) but i would like to see something that completely turns a movie on its ear like Mm -hmm. doing something like clueless Oh, so this is like my movie fights pitch. Okay, so like this would be weird, and I know that it it wouldn't necessarily be the true Western experience, but it's like, what if you got kind of a story that's that's a little bit about action, but also romance, mm. right? Because that obviously was based on Emma, right? And so I thought that would be cool. And bring in a whole different audience to Westerns, such as myself. <laughs> I think I like that. It's a good idea. Interesting. You know, I Am Legend, as, I, as we were saying, it's, it's, it's the one that jumps out at me the most. Yeah, which way, how would you turn the veil? Because obviously those are zombies. What would you, what's the correlative in the West yeah. to zombies? Because you don't want to have zombies in the West. I just think it'd be ridiculous. Uh, no, no, slow down. Oh, am it I? also could be awesome. <laughs> okay, it could enough. also be awesome. I'm just saying that I love stuff like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I like stuff that's like so bad it's good and oh, wild. Okay. And so anyway, continue. But I, I, my concern is Cowboys versus Aliens. That tried to mix two genres, and it really yeah. That didn't was just work. a failed experiment. Okay. In All general, right. though, I, I have some notes as to how they could improve it when they inevitably reboot it. They will. But, uh, but I loved Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies, or what? I guess there, that was yes. a good film. Right. Lily James did nice work in that film. I how are you going to scoff at Abraham Lincoln when you like Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> I didn't and think Abraham Lincoln was as good as 
but that's just my. I didn't think it was a good. Qual- okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but my other one is The Outsiders as a western. That '80s film from Essie oh. Hinton. Having them, I know we had Young Guns, but this is completely different. The out, they're all relying on themselves. There is no Terrence Stamp character. They are just in a foster group home or whatever, and they have to like kind of go against this other gang and what happens there and who dies, who lives. That kind of stuff would be fun to explore as a western, in my opinion. What a cool choice. And when they say stay golden pony boy, they could literally be talking to a pony. To a pony. <laughs> or a boy on a pony. I mean, either. Works. Both. Why not? It goes both ways. That's a great choice. I yeah. love that. Oh, thank you. Uh, all right. What's our next one? From Instagram, Money Dre 123 asks, here's a question. Which movie do you think will make more money domestically, Avengers Endgame or Star Wars Episode Nine? Endgame being the last Avengers movie with all the original Avengers, or Episode Nine being the last movie in the Skywalker saga? Ah, this is a very, very difficult question because, like, you have the people who are—you have the franchise that is currently at the top of the heap right now versus the franchise that has historically been vying for the top of the heap in Star Wars. I think Avengers Endgame will be based on how Infinity War came out. The, right. the billion and a half or whatever it made, or two, or two, two, I don't know how much, like over a billion, not two billion? Was it almost two billion? Yeah, or was it, a billion? it was oh, yeah. so much that it's like hard to understand with normal number logic. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kept having to reread the box office numbers yeah. and really not understanding them. They were so high. It was so high. It was like, buh. Yeah. So I don't know. Domestically, I don't know necessarily if uh, uh, episode nine will hit, will go as high as what I think uh, uh, in, in Endgame will. Because Endgame is a culmination of, what, 21 MCU films. The whole universe ends wow. here. Whereas this is, yes, the culmination of a nine-film uh, saga, but also... Films that have been unevenly received for the most part uh, throughout this whole thing. Yes, people like Force Awakens. People didn't like Last Jedi. People didn't like the prequels. And then people love the original trilogy. So people are out on a number of films, whereas MCU overall has been good quality films that people have loved and come to see in high numbers. Look at Black Panther's numbers. Look at Captain Marvel's initial numbers. People come to see the Marvel movies. So I think that will rate higher. And let's just point out that both of these properties are owned by Disney. Cha-ching! Oh, yeah, They're right. so Either excited. Way. <laughs> They're like, oh, boo-hoo, one earns slightly less than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture Mickey Mouse, like, sitting in the corner with, like, a gigantic mouth. Like, yeah. With Scrooge McDuck doing the numbers right next to him. <laughs> They're both just sitting on gold <laughs> coins. Um, I think you're right. I yeah. think I think Endgame is going to make more. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Infinity War was such an impressive kind of collaboration between everything that had been created in the Marvel universe yeah. and it was so deeply affecting it was also super depressing yeah do you know I haven't been able to revisit it what yeah wow. I, I I saw it at the premiere mm-hmm. and never watched it again what it was so sad I couldn't mm-hmm. do it I was like I didn't realize how depressed I would be mm-hmm. and I love like <laughs> afterwards I walked past and saw the Russo brothers and I just put my hands on my hips and i looked at them and they go i know i know (laughs) (laughs) and when when i saw peyton reed um ant-man director afterwards Mm -hmm. i just like not even really thinking about does he know who i am right I've interviewed him a couple times (laughs) (laughs) just grabbed him by the lapels and was like 
tell me I'm going to remember how to laugh again. <laughs> he goes, listen, this is exactly the emotional place that we wanted everyone to be in wow. for Ant-Man when it comes out in a couple months. Right, right. So I, like, was able to exhale, and I was like, thanks, that's a relief. Uh, but it was so surprisingly important to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. that I just I'm carrying that into my answer that Endgame the MCU can't continue in the same way when it's done right. and so everyone it, while both Star Wars and Marvel are both what you know four quadrant movies mm-hmm. and everyone goes to see them I feel like people at least have to see how it ends yeah and I don't count this movie as a Star Wars ending. Right. I just don't. They're right. going to be more. There we are. know There's that. There's going to be another trilogy already. They're in, they're in motion with it, yeah. And even though there will be more Marvel movies, it's different. They're not, they oh, can't yeah. have the same people. Mm-hmm. They can't go down the same path. So it's all about Endgame. And I think, I think Infinity War just beat the last oh, Star yeah. Wars yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So in my, like, unbelievable, like, I couldn't understand the numbers. I was like, these are too high for me to get. It's going to be Endgame. Done. All right. All right, let's uh, go to our next question, our last question <laughs> of the day here, and a perfect question for today. It's from uh, Twitter and at J. Scott for real. He asks, uh, in or, or she asks, I can't tell with a J. Scott. Oh, true. Well, I got to be fair. Uh, in honor of St. Patty's Day, what are your favorite films from Irish filmmakers, films set in Ireland, or starring Irish actors? Shout out to Sing Street. I love Sing oh, Street. Oh, Sing Street movie. is so good. Yeah, it is. When, whenever a song from that soundtrack comes on my uh, iPhone or iPod randomly, I'm just like in a happier place. It's so it's such inc- a great uh, film. It's incredible. Yeah. So good. I lo- So thanks a lot for stealing my answer because that would be my <laughs> primary one. But I thought about this one because I was like, wow, we can't say Liam Neeson anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I wanted to first and foremost give a shout out to Robert Sheehan. Okay. Because he has, is killing it on umbrella academy which i know is not a movie but he's an irish actor and so he also was in bad samaritan yes um and he was good Mm -hmm. he was memorably good this Mm -hmm. is an interesting actor and i at first was like oh this character on umbrella academy is just like the same i kind of know this character already Mm -hmm. but then they flip the script on it and he's just as believable when they start to flesh out his character more Mm -hmm. also i'm like are we sure he's irish because his (laughs) his like american accent is really good yeah i'm always impressed oh yeah when people who are not from america just nail our non-accent right my god that's so good because you can hear it when they don't and a lot of times, <laughs> English actors default to the Southern stuff because it's sure. more of an easier transition it's than a obvious. straight accent, right? Yeah, a straight ac- American accent. It's like I'm from Colorado. I don't really have an accent, so I've adopted accents from other parts of mm. the country that are more interesting. Oh, so I go, yeah, I go, um, I go Minnesota really fast. Oh yeah, I can see that because I live my life with wonder. So I'm like, oh, for crying in the mud, wow. You know, you also. I don't like what you did there. And then when I'm mad, I'm like, I walk in here. You know, <laughs> oh, you go to New York. Yeah, a little New I York. I like it. I respect that. Yeah, I love love my East Coast people. Um, so. Robert Sheehan, I think, is amazing. Absolutely. What's the first one that comes up for you? Well, I have a list of the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, of for course. For me, The Commitments is the number yes. one Irish film. I love it to frickin' pieces. And it's <sighs> just because all those great Irish actors, and it's such an interesting story. And, hey, it's not a happy ending. 
And right. I love the gutsiness of that. And that conveys the Irish people. Like, they, they survive in spite of some of the terrible things that occur in their lives or in their country. And they still keep a big smile on their face through it, you know. And I like that. That permeates a lot of their movies. Waking Ned Divine. Uh, I, the Wind That Shakes the Barley is another one that oh, maybe man. people haven't seen. Killian Murphy in this fantastic uh, time. It's, I love uh, that during guy. The Irish War of Independence. Oh, yeah. Do you like Peaky I, Blinders? And I love Singh's name. Yes. Like, it's just, it's so rewarding to yeah, me as, yeah. like, a journalist. Every time I'm like, Killian yes, Murphy. Killian Murphy. I know how to say that. <laughs> Bloody Sunday is another one that Paul Greengrass did about um, the 1972 uh, civil rights protest and massacre that happened there. And it's shot as if it's a documentary. So it's a docudrama, and it's incredible how Greengrass does that. And uh, James Nesbitt plays uh, the one of the leads in the film as he's trying to negotiate this whole situation. And I would throw in The Guard as well with uh, Brendan Gleeson and Don mm. Cheadle. You haven't seen that. That's an incredibly funny Irish film with Don Cheadle, an American, going to investigate something that's happening in Ireland and Brendan Gleeson taking him for a ride through the whole movie. It's really brilliant. I also have been recently reintroduced to The Crying Game. Oh, yeah. Because Neil Jordan is this great Irish director, mm-hmm. and he directed Greta, which is oh, in theaters right. now. Mm-hmm. And I loved Greta mm-hmm. so much. So it's like obsessive, fancy French lady playing a Hungarian. Oh, so I'm so into that. And I think that tonally, like some people hated the movie because it, the tone shift was really strong, mm-hmm. and they were like, "It doesn't work." I think those people are just unfun jerks. <laughs> um, I loved Greta, and but it made me go back. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, but I, I I went back to the Crying Game because I'd completely yeah. forgotten that he did that. Mm-hmm. And so when Neil Jordan works with Stephen Ray, I think it's magic, yeah. and he's another fantastic uh, Irish performer. And Stephen, like. I, this is a little bit where my personal experience starts to color my opinion of the movies. Okay. Um, because when I was thinking about Stephen Ray, I was like, oh, my God. I remember that time when we were in Romania and he had been super mean to us during interviews because he's difficult. Uh-huh. And then he came over that night while we were all drinking in the bar and mm-hmm. saw me drinking Jameson and sat down next to me and was begging me and Frosty to teach him how to use YouTube so he could walk the streets of Ireland recording James Joyce stuff. <laughs> Oh, interesting. It was so weird. And then he was like, he's like, give your fella a baby, Gray. And I, it was a lot. It was, <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny because I, I look at these movies now mm-hmm. with these new eyes. Right. Um, and it made me want to fill in my Neil Jordan knowledge. That's fair. And it also felt super validating when I said to Neil, I was like, Stephen was being a little difficult that day. And he's like. He is a little difficult. <laughs> I was well, like, oh, my God, thank you. I'm not surprised. He, he does love to play these more crotchety Irish-type characters and talk so low in his tone. It's, I so recently saw uh, a TV series called Dickensian. Oh. That my girlfriend is massively into BBC or mm. British shows, like massively. We have BritBox and Acorn TV wow. on to because she has to have British voices in the world to function every day. <laughs> and one of the shows we stumbled upon through Amazon Prime and uh, 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 BritBox was Dickensian. It's 
this show, this really fascinating show where they took all the characters from Dickens' films, or books rather, and put them in a town and an entire series of them interacting with each other and throwing in storylines from the, from the stories and wow. making them all connect. So in essence, they created a cinematic universe on TV huh. of all the Dickens books, and Stephen Ray plays the first detective ever recorded or written about in uh, it was by Dickens, and I forget the name of the st- of the of the book, but he plays the detective, and he's trying to solve the case of who murdered Jacob Marley through the whole season. And Stephen is wow. incredible, and you fall back in love with him as an actor, and f- remember what he used to be able to do when he was given the opportunity. Yeah, him. I mean, he could do anything. Yeah, and I, oh God, I just love him, uh, and Colin Farrell too. Oh yeah, Colin is fantastic. He's going to be in Dumbo mm-hmm. coming up. Um, and he's always so much more interesting, I think, than sometimes the roles even call for. Agreed. I really appreciate him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, our Irish friends <laughs> St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Mm. Well, shout out to all our Irish friends. I hope you all have a fantastic St. Patrick's Day. And to our non-Irish friends, I hope you all have a St. Patrick's Day. And be <laughs> be careful and be safe and yes. enjoy yourself. Get drunk as you want, but enjoy yourself. Hey, take us along with you. Show your friends. Watch <laughs> us as you're coming down off your or off being drunk or watch us while you're drunk and have a good time with me no and Gray. No accents. Yeah. No None. Accents. Zero. No accents. Don't do any ox, Irish <laughs> accents. People won't like it. Let me tell you. People won't like it. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for taking time to watch us or to listen to us on this wonderful Sunday. Uh, I want to thank the lovely and extremely talented Gray Drake for taking the time. Gray, uh, thank you. This has been so much fun, as always. Yeah. Phenomenal questions, and you guys are the best viewers on the net. I agree. I agree. You guys got some fun questions. Great. Where can people find you and the stuff you do? Oh, my God. There's so much stuff. The the She Kills podcast on Shudder. Send in the Wolf. Nice. Good old Clark. I did that. Um, I was on uh, Real Imagined Futures with Holly Payne and Claire Lim. And then uh, also I'm on uh, the You Know That Scene show. It's a Facebook watch show for Focus Features. And you can find me under my name, which is G-R-A-E-D-R-A-K-E. And you should follow her. She has some great interviews and fun times with people when she uh, gets to do stuff. Plus, she's incredibly (laughs) intelligent and fun to hear her points of views on things. And I love that about Greg. Plus, I'm super organizing my house right now, so I have some amazing Kanmari photos. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that. Non-movie related. <laughs> well, yeah. You can follow me at The Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And like I said earlier, if you want to submit a question here for Collider Mailbag, watch for those social media posts we put on Twitter and on Instagram. Put that hashtag Collider Mailbag in your tweet or your message back, and I will find it and hopefully select your question for the show. But if you don't like social media, email us at mailbag at collider.com. I also pour through those and pick out some great one so thanks everybody for taking the time today have an awesome sunday enjoy your saint patrick's day and we will see you next week for another two episodes of collider mailbag napa know-how this month napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. 
Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.